0: Welcome to our podcast, dear ladies. My name is Liz Lobo, and I'm here with Ashley Holly. We're two expat women living in Prague.
1: Each week, you'll hear us discuss the everyday struggles, concerns, and experiences of being a woman, especially an expat woman. Thank you for joining us today, and let's hear the topic of the week.
0: Most of the time when you move to a new country, regardless of age, you are forced to grow up really quickly. Complications and struggles of adjusting to a new way of life might give you a hard time. And a lot of us are faced with questions like, who am I? Who do I want to be? And how do I get there? Today, it's just us here in the studio, Liz and Ashley, and we're talking about personal growth, vulnerability, and making the life you want. Hey Ashley.
1: Hi, hi. (laughs) Yeah. So the first point that we wanted to talk about is how your childhood experiences shape you. This is because according to Dr. Rick Hansen says that your experiences as a child make a big impact on your own sense of autonomy and how it affects your adult life and relationships. So we are going to dig deeper deeper there and see how our childhoods have affected the people that we are today. The points that we are going to consider that tend to affect your relationships based on your childhood are the birth order, which is...
0: What, what is the birth order? <laughs> yeah. Which is basically
1: <laughs> if you're, uh, you're a first child, middle child, uh, uh, okay. last child, yeah. exactly, and the emotional wounds, uh, you know, feeling neglected, and mm-hmm. the family climate altogether. So how was your childhood like,
0: please? Huh. <laughs> oh, it was It was far away. The land far, far away. It's good that we're having some wine. (laughs) Yeah, actually. My childhood was uh, pretty good, considering that, like, I mean, in comparison to everything. Uh, My parents worked a lot, but Mm -hmm. I'm from, like, a full family. My parents are still together, 31 years. So, uh, I have a younger sister, but she's way younger. She's 12 years younger than me, so... So, you
1: basically kind of grew up as an only child. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, basically, till I was 12, I was the only child, yes. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of cousins, like, I was hanging out with cousins, but, yeah. And uh, my parents, it was 90s in Russia. So it was a pretty hard times, so they had to work a lot. So I didn't see them, but I had my grandmas and grandpas, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of quality time with them. So I can't yeah. complain. <laughs> I'm from that like an industrial town, uh, like city, it's a city in Russia. So um, the climate there wasn't really great. So I always wanted to kind of like get away, and especially because my parents weren't around a lot, I didn't feel a great connection with them. So I was like, huh, mm-hmm. they're just some people, like you know, my parents. like growing yeah. up
1: in a a, sorry, like growing up in a in a in a big family isn't like having mm-hmm. so many siblings. I always end with people who are like only child. Like I always thought, like oh my gosh, imagine if I had an only child, I'll get all the presents, all the good stuff, yeah. not share with six other people. Yeah, of
0: course, no, it <laughs> yeah. must have been very different. So it's not as fancy growing up as an only child. The problem of like being an only child and yeah. not being an introvert, I always missed someone to like play with or hang around because like. I would love to care for someone else. I think that's and, the biggest uh, challenge, yeah. yeah, when I was 12 and I got my sister, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I have a sister. That's lovely. She's like this cute little baby toddler and I like everything. So small. Yeah, so, but... I moved out of my, like, hometown to Prague when I was 16, like, going on 17, so... So you didn't really enjoy your younger sister? No. Basically, like, I didn't really see her grow up. I saw this, like, point when I was 16, basically, she was, like, four, and then uh, I was seeing her, like, twice a year, Mm -hmm. and then, basically, I saw her when they moved here, and she was, like, eight. So we had the, again, I think, like, it's a thing in our family where I started hanging out with my parents when i became an adult yeah. at around like 19 and then i ha- started hanging out with my sister around like the same time and now we have great relationship with I, with both like i have great relationship with my parents yeah and with my sister but those are adult relationships
1: so how would you say for example that mm-hmm. affected you like your childhood the way you are like, yeah, describing it now affecting you as a person right now how did it make you the person that you
0: are it made me very independent and because also my parents were like oh you know like we don't have time to play with you like go play by yourself so i had to imagine a lot so my imagination is like and i had to like pret- have pretend yeah. friends and like all of that or i also had to be very social because i would go outside in russia we have those like yards where like the kids gather and like we used to like play and run around and stuff so I had to become very social. I had a lot of friends all the time because I didn't have siblings. Also, yeah, the hyper-independence. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know that... And that's the one thing that parents are, were trying to teach me. And also going away from home and living here alone for some time yeah. was like, yeah, I have to become independent. They were supporting me financially, but at the same time, you know, everything else I had to do, my, figure out by myself. Yeah, you can navigate life. Yeah, on your Yeah, like, you get sick, what can you do? Like, I'm 16 years old, I, I don't know what to take when I'm sick you know and stuff like that like so taking care of yourself was a big thing yeah
1: yeah like for me Mm -hmm. coming from that's a different of uh, a different aspect of where you you come from yeah um, I come from a big family in terms of having a lot of siblings, and uh, we had all of that uh, from my childhood. I have all these emotional wounds that mm-hmm. I just got. All this, um, the family climate wasn't really good for for kids per se because our our father was, uh, was he's not a, he's not a good man. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a good man. I would say that, and um, I don't think I have actually gotten into a point to forgive. Him. Him for all the things that he did, like neglecting us or being kind of abusive, mm-hmm. so I, I I I never fully healed towards him. But in any other aspect, I think maybe I have. So yeah, but it was fun being in the house, you know, having siblings fighting. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you you feel like sometimes your parents or in this case my mom because we ended up living with my mom she kind of got like favorites oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and what's your birth order so I you um, either, like where the, on the between the, the six fourth, I'm in the i I'm the middle oh, child oh like, so yeah, I'm yeah. F- I'm, no not f- I'm the fourth because there are three other older, si- yeah, older yeah. siblings and then there are two younger ones mm-hmm. after me well there were but yeah. you know like mm-hmm. yeah so I was the middle child and for some reason I feel like middle child, being a middle child, you are neglected. Mm-hmm. Like, no one kind of cares about you. Like, if you are feeling sick, or oh, you heal yourself, you find something on your okay. own. Like, no one really... No one really cares about us. I think everyone can attest. I've seen like videos or memes of being a middle oh, child. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. TikTok <laughs> is full of them. Like the you know the older child, the middle child, yeah, and the yeah, younger yeah, yeah. child. The yeah. younger
1: child gets everything. That was our yes, brother. Yeah, and super Ooh, spoiled and all so the time. So spoiled, yeah. like that he can just be ah. Uh, for us it was our brother who who just passed mm-hmm. away he was the last child mm-hmm. and he got away with a lot of things he was so spoiled like really as a mm-hmm. as a last child but yeah that was kind of my case i did everything on my own no one had to help me doing homework or figuring out my life or anything mm-hmm. just i feel like i was kind of alone yet i had siblings yeah so
0: your siblings didn't help you like the older no, ones no no
1: no, no. No, because the environment where we grew up, gosh, as I said, it's we grew up in a town. um, It's it's called Logoba. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For those who will be listening from and they know how that town is like. Basically, Um, you have everything. It's a fast life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it kind of consumes consumes you especially if you don't have a father figure Mm -hmm. to guide you or a a family structure Mm -hmm. that is like gonna be there to protect you from these the harshness of Mm -hmm. the place and uh, and just i don't know how to describe it just be there for you on on, all the step of the way but we grew up just like on your own Mm -hmm. my mom was working constantly because she ended up being a single parent so she Mm -hmm. was always at work and when she came home we did the house chores we had to cook we had uh, mm-hmm. oh yes getting to that point where we talk about how this shapes you because i can see a difference from from people from who did not grow up with the way i did for us my our parents my mom mm-hmm. never took part in house chores and whatnot she used to work all the way nine to five job yeah and come home and sit on the couch and ask for her tea mm-hmm. so it was upon us to do the house chores we had a rotation uh, yeah, schedule yeah. We'll put on, on the fridge like on Monday this one wash the dishes yeah, yeah. this one cleans the other mm-hmm. one cooks so we'll kind of rotate like that like that and it, it taught us a lot being independent for one mm-hmm. and just doing house chores knowing what's missing in the house because yeah. we had to give my mom a list of we need to buy this and this and this mm-hmm. and she really hated it if you told her today like we are cooking oh we don't have salt and she would mm-hmm. be like you have seen that you were, you were using the salt you saw that the salt <laughs> you know, yeah. it's getting finished. Why didn't you tell me then? You cannot tell me yeah. now. Same with exercise books for, yeah. for homework, or you lost a pen or something. If your exercise book, you come in the morning and say, my mom, uh, I need a new exercise book. And she'll be like, did you just realize now in the morning? So you had to tell her prior, like three days prior, like when the three pages are remaining in the exercise book, you have to tell her that you need an exercise book. So it kind of taught us to. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, it doesn't leave room for error. But we're like, I mean, I I understand where she was coming from, of course. Yeah, yeah, she was But at, At the same time, like it doesn't let you make mistakes. You know, like, where, like, oh, like, you made this mistake, which is for her, like, it's a lot to take on. Again, now she has to take care of this and that. But for you, from your point, like, it's so, so human to make mistakes. Yeah. Because I can also relate to that a little bit. Like, we did some house chores. I didn't cook until I just started learning to cook for myself. But, like, we're, I was always, each weekend, I had to clean the apartment yeah. and everything. So, like, my parents did something, of course. But it was more like, you know, like, you have to, like, do this and that because, yes, we're working with everything. But the point like i think it's like a lot there's a lot of similarities in a way where making a mistake Mm -hmm. was a a thing you know you never get praise for something that you do good oh my gosh like you 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 have like a great grade from school like you did really well you come home and they're like oh but that's fine that's how it's supposed to be and when you make a mistake you're like how dare you make a mistake
1: don't even get me started on, (laughs) on praise and being told i am proud of you don't even get me started on that because oh, I have so much to say. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Okay. We're, we're
1: making this podcast. <laughs> okay, starting uh, going back in your yeah. point of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is no room for mistakes, but it also taught us consequences. Like if oh, you yeah. don't if you don't cook, the yeah. family doesn't eat. If you don't wash the dishes, then no one else will because it's your turn. If you don't tell mom that your your exercise book is, is running out, mm-hmm. then you will be the one in class the next morning with no exercise book and you'll face the wrath of the teacher. Yeah, yeah. So it. Taught us that mm-hmm. on the good side, yeah. but on the <laughs> on the bad side, yes, you didn't have to do the, those mistakes. And talking of our praise and yeah. being like, I'm proud of you. I don't think I've heard those words. There were six of us, and uh, as I said, where where we grew up, the you were either consumed by the mm-hmm. place or you wanted to get out. Yeah. And most of the people kind of got consumed by the place, uh, including some of my siblings. Um, it's either you will drop out of school because of teen pregnancy mm-hmm. or, or you started doing drugs or whatever, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. yeah, yeah. You just had to pick and choose, especially because we didn't have mm-hmm. that father figure or yeah. that family structure. So you you can do whatever you want. My mom never cared when you come home, whether you are home or she was just tired and of overloaded course. and yeah. had so many kids. So you had to take care of you of yourself. Mm-hmm. I was the an A student mm-hmm. basically since I was uh, since I was very very small. I skipped a, a grade in mm-hmm. the second third grade. I skipped a grade because yeah. the teachers felt like I'm I'm advanced in a way. And I, I've always been great uh, in term, academically. Yeah, yeah. I went to high school and I was always like either position one or position two. Like mm-hmm. teachers had no issue with me. When we had open days, they would always praise my mom. Oh, she's a, she's a good kid. Blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. problems. I was the exceptional student. Like, why can't you be like her? I mean, I was good okay. nerd yeah, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And then my, my friends will get position, let's say, 12 or 15. Yeah. And I'm over here with position one, like mm-hmm. first place. And their parents will give them this huge presents or whatnot and throw a party for them for position 12. And I'm like, I didn't even get a good job.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: how it was. I didn't even get that mm-hmm. at home. Thank you. And it got to a point where it was a norm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we know Ashley is just gonna she's gonna get position 1 or A or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And then my sisters will come with a grade of 65 or 70. Mm-hmm. And my mom will be so proud. Like, oh my gosh, you did so well. And even in club and i'm like i got 90 or 95 mm-hmm. i didn't even get any of that like yeah. i felt neglected yeah
0: most of like all the yeah. time
1: when i was doing from form three it's when um it's jc exams cambridge mm-hmm. exams and it's external yeah we get external examinations and it's marked at the minister of mm-hmm. education the papers come there yeah. And, yeah so it's it's beyond the school control and the results are i in my country are published in the newspaper mm-hmm. so you see your results there that's cool and you can either be married which means it's sort of like distinction yeah yeah married and yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have first class yeah with married second class mm-hmm. third class and then fail so they will put all the list of mm-hmm. uh the students in yeah. each school in the entire country so okay. the newspaper is like yeah. huge yeah, when it yeah. comes yeah. out that's cool. and everyone can see if you got first class or second mm-hmm. class or whatever i remember the day when the newspapers came you you're like at five you're waiting at the store to buy the first newspaper Mm -hmm. and there's a line. I got my newspaper and I got married, Liz. Yeah. Like, married like this Mm -hmm. nation. I was so so happy and everyone is happy. Everyone knows, obviously. But I don't even remember getting... I I never even got, like, anything as a gift. Like, not even... Like, married means they throw a party for you. I never got anything. Mm -hmm. My mom just said, oh, yeah, yeah, you did well. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. And that was it. And my sister, a few years later, she got She got first, second class, I think second class or first class, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it was
0: just expectantly like she did amazing, and I was like okay. So yeah, that's neglect. Yeah, no, I think like praise and like saying nice words. That's also prevalent in like the culture where I come from, and a lot of my friends will attest to that. Like it doesn't matter how, like not not with everyone, of course. Everyone's parents are different, but it's it's a little bit like a common theme, you know, Mm -hmm. where like you're supposed to do well, you know, if you're not. well like you're not working hard enough yeah and like if you do well like but it's, it's fine you know you're coming from the, like, this family, you know, like you were supposed to do. Like, <laughs> I actually like, kind of got over it. It's like some time ago because I was like, the one thing that's like important is if I'm proud of myself. If I'm doing yeah, something yeah. that you like I am proud of. for you. but still, it's so weird. Where like my partner now tells me, oh, like for even like the stuff I do in the gym, like I hit my mark that like I said, like okay, I want to like hit that weight or something, and I hit it. And my partner's like Oh my god I'm so proud of you I'm like Why does it feel so good <laughs> Like I mean I do not need to I didn't need this Like I know those I did good words. But those words are like and Oh Music to my ears like so Music
1: to my ears And you, and you end up getting those words from strangers like i used to get those words from my teachers like Mm -hmm. even at high school when i completed high school um to apply for university and i got really good results i could Mm -hmm. have gone to any university my my head teacher of the entire school like hugged me when i came to fetch my results he was so happy like Mm -hmm. happier than my my parents like he was so happy and they get that They understand that, but then you go home and it didn't even help that I was the first one to complete high school. So Mm -hmm. they didn't even understand how the results work. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they average? Like. They didn't even understand that but
0: so as you were saying those things are really shaping like you as a person and like everyone you know the personal experiences and how we're gonna be seeking what we're gonna be seeking from other people and from life going i think you can on. tell
1: actually yeah. mm-hmm. by as now as adults you can tell how someone grew up sort of like now that you're saying mm-hmm. your story how it shaped the person that you are and realizing how we have these common uh, factors between mm-hmm. me and you even though. Our backgrounds are totally different, but the upbringing and having to cater for ourselves and being independent and never being told you are we are someone is proud of you shaped us to who we are, and now we are like these independent women.
0: How do you feel that (laughs) perfection? Is that dash of perfectionism in everything you do, or like? I think for me, one of the latest things I realized that I have that I've been carrying from my childhood is that hyper independence where like my parents are there for me it's like no joke my dad's love language is doing stuff for you basically Mm -hmm. like i can call him any time of day night he'll show up like he'll help me that's not not an issue but at the same time he was always in the things that he could help me with but he wanted to teach me teach me so he was like oh but you should do it yourself so i learned how to do almost everything myself. Yeah. The things I can't do, I'll pay someone to do, or like I'll figure them out. That but nice. also the thing is that like I want him to be there for me. I want him to be in my life, so I ask him for help. But s- suddenly now, you know, like I realize that it's hard for me to ask anyone else for help. Oh, even like to accept help when my partner wants to do something for me, something nice. It now it's much better. But when we started dating, it was like. Oh, but like, I can do it myself. Or then I would like sort of micromanage into like, no, but come on, I know how to do it better than you. And that's so bad because the person has good intentions and they want wholeheartedly like to do something for you. And you're like, but, thank you, but, like, you should have done it differently or something. I can, I yeah. can relate. <laughs> So it's really bad. And I'm, like, actively working on it, you know, like, to just take it out of my life. Because, again, I don't. someone's doing something for you. It frees your time. It frees your mind. Yeah. And uh, you're kind of, like, giving them the space to take care of you, which is also, like, it's all good things. So I'm trying to shut that part of myself down. Yeah. But it's so hard because it was like that from childhood, you know.
1: Yeah, I I can relate to that too with the sort of independence thing. Mm -hmm. Because my mom is a definition of a strong independent woman. Like, I I idolize her. Yeah. I I love her and I idolize Mm -hmm. her. Even though I said those things, but I understand where she was coming from. Yeah. but she's like, if you were to put a picture of someone I really idolized, that would be mm-hmm. my mom. She she did all of this on her own. Mm-hmm. She and we never had to um, be those kids at school who did not have anything. Mm-hmm. Or People could not even tell that we come from a single household. Okay. parent. Parents. Yeah. We had the nice, we had the, we had good school shoes, good uniforms, good everything because she was just telling herself that she doesn't want us to fill that gap mm-hmm. from parents, from yeah. kids who come with, from, from parents with, from kids who come from <laughs> a two household yeah, a parent. Double household. Yes. Yeah. So from that, I learned to stand up for myself and to cater for myself and mm-hmm. not depend on a man. Yeah. Basically, that's what she told she taught Mm -hmm. us because our our dad was a deadbeat he is a deadbeat yeah yeah (laughs) and uh from then i i have been like learning and trying to be independent my whole life Mm -hmm. and sometimes i feel like it goes beyond to a point to a point where it feels like pride where you don't accept help and you feel like you know what i don't need you i can do this with or without you you know (laughs) and and i think that's my issue because you need to realize the Mm -hmm. the issues you need to look within yourself and see okay this is an issue and i need to solve because i i i I accept help, Mm -hmm. I do, but I feel like sometimes I I don't appreciate it as Mm -hmm. much as I should because I feel like okay you are a man like what am I supposed to do now bow down to you because you gave me this (laughs) like you can take it I remember one time my friends and I like a long time ago we went to a to a club and you know how guys will be like they bought you a drink and then at the end of the night they want to go with you or something Mm -hmm. and then we'll be like we like we're like no and he said yeah but I bought you a drink and like how much was it tell me how much right now pay Because I am literally not worth a a drink, like one glass of wine, I can pay you back. Actually, I will buy you another drink. What are you you having? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. so it just got to that point. Like, I'm an independent person, I can buy my own wine. It's not just because you bought me wine, doesn't mean I should,
0: you know, lick your shoes or something like that. No, of course, (laughs) no, that's like those assumptions are super bad, and uh, I would like. I would actually not offer to pay them back and be like, hmm, so shame on you. Like, what, what do you think? You can buy a person wine and then expect something? Shoo, cough from here. Like, no. Yeah. But um, again, yeah, I understand that and can relate to a lot of the things you say. Again, we come from very different backgrounds, but I think that's like the common theme is here. Like, yeah, the pride and hyper-independence. Oh, gosh, pride. Uh, if I have to pick my... Um, my sin <laughs> let's say it would be pride like definitely everyone would agree with me all of my friends mine uh, <laughs> yeah. too is definitely pride uh, so and how do you think you can unlearn or like heal from your unpleasant oh, experiences yeah, yeah, because yeah. What I think is important in the process of growing up is understanding where those uh, things come from Mm -hmm. when they're affecting your life in a negative way and uh, dealing with them and trying to move on from them and kind of learn better. What do you think and what helps you maybe with like healing I think the first step is to realize
1: that you are not perfect. You have these Mm -hmm. flows and that you don't want to repeat them. So it ends up being a cycle of just you repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So that will be my first point to do. Like for me, I I realize where I have my flows. Mm -hmm. I am not trustworthy, especially when it comes to men, I would say. I I don't want to depend on them so much because I have this fear of that. Them, like they would leave me whenever mm-hmm. yeah and i i because of my my dad who just like yeah. left to so they have trust issues yeah. yes so i i kind of like I w- having i have this thing of like I'm having maybe one leg in and one leg oh, out okay, yeah. but previously I used to be the one leaving before they leave me mm-hmm. you know it yeah. it was a cycle of me just leaving before the, if I feel like the relationship like oh there's like a, it's bumpy a little bit then I'll be like okay bye I think this is not working out bye let's mm-hmm. break up and after some time I realized I'm doing, I'm repeating the same cycle you know and maybe it's because it is because my, my dad left so I mm-hmm. don't want to yeah. be the one left I want yeah. to be the one doing the leaving because I know how it feels like being mm-hmm. left but I don't know how it feels like doing the leaving yeah I want to be done on the other side.
0: but at the same time instead of doing the work maybe in some way let's say like I'm trying to fix the The problems in the relationship you'd rather leave because
1: as I said it was my flow from my childhood and now which I have realized that Mm -hmm. if you have problems it's like you realize them and then you work on them now if you have problems be an adult go seek outside help instead of like running away Mm -hmm. try and then maybe if it fails and you come to a point where you say you know I have tried it all but it's Mm -hmm taking all of my energy and it's not working out then you can leave instead of just running away at the sign of danger so that's what i i would suggest people
0: do yeah i also think that uh, just healing starts with like being self-aware because Mm -hmm. to understand you need to understand where those things come from let's say this is not serving you and you are just leaving the relationships and you always let's say i'm just doing this as an example and you are feeling that, oh, I can't have a relationship because, like, I'm always running away. So it's a very good step is, like, to understand, oh, yes, I am running away. Oh, yes, I'm doing that because of my circumstances and my childhood. And then go from there and become, like, really, truly vulnerable. Have you read the book from uh, Brenna Brown, Power of Vulnerability? Mm-hmm. She also has a great TED Talk for those people who, like, don't like to read books or something. <laughs> no, not to you, <laughs> but just, like, in general, like, if you'd rather watch a TED talk. She's a, a great creator and uh, she says a lot about those power of the vulnerability and um, I experienced it firsthand I think this year where I had built up all those walls again because of hyper-independence yeah, and pride yeah, yeah. and because again my parents we didn't ha- ever have like deep conversations. I have deep conversations with my friends. But it's different when you're with a partner and you feel like they might use it against you or like you can can get can end up getting hurt so you build those walls and actually this year i really tapped into vulnerability because me and my partner were like we have complete honesty and uh, i had to become vulnerable he kind of pushed me a little bit to become vulnerable i was like oh no that's so scary that feels so bad but then at the same time it feels so good because you into like something where like oh why it is not like that like why yeah. i can't be vulnerable oh because of this oh i can work on that and then when you're truly vulnerable you truly understand yourself
1: I am so glad that mm-hmm. you said that and also that we did this episode because for some reason the people who appear so tough on the outside are the people who are, the, who are most vulnerable and we have this tough exterior to protect us it's, course, like, it's, yeah. uh, it's like it's like a gate, like the walls you're talking mm-hmm. about so that people don't get to the soft part of us and I am one person who who really did not open up I mean I can post things on social media about this and this but really opening up like being mm-hmm. vulnerable like I'm doing in this episode a lot of people will be shocked especially even people who who have been friends for a long time because I have never ever ever told them about my life my, Mm -hmm. my family this is the first time I'm actually being vulnerable about it oh wow yeah I have this this exterior where I look like I'm strong and uh I put you up this... Yeah, I, you too.
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm a big softy. So, like, people who know me know me, that but, but I'm a big softie. But, like... No, but, yeah, yeah, you yeah, do. Like, you know,
1: I get sometimes, like, DMs from people, and they were like, oh, yeah, you seem... Like, like women, and yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you seem... You seem like you are, like, really, like, strong. We get this vibe that you're Mm -hmm. just strong women and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, I have this exterior to protect myself because I know where I come from and I know Mm -hmm. how hard life can be and how people can take advantage of you if you are being so soft. And I know it's not all the time. I know. But it's just a mechanism to protect myself. Of course. To be strong. And this is why I was so up for the idea. Like, you know what? Let me actually open up. Mm -hmm. None of my friends know... About my my dad and my upbringing, they just know this Ashley who's on Instagram always posting this and this and that. Or Ashley, we used to go out and drink and hang with
0: fun Ashley, but not the vulnerable Ashley. Yeah, we have different personas, but I think the most important thing, like to start with, is to be vulnerable with yourself, truly, like to like tell yourself the truth. Because I see a lot of people that are lying to themselves, you know, like outright, that can't be honest with themselves. For example, I am attracted to this type of man. Now we're just talking about Mm -hmm. relationships. So like, I'm attracted to this type of man. Oh, I don't know why, because they're cute. But they can't admit to themselves that they're scared of commitment, for example, or something. And they choose the man who will not give them commitment. But it's unconscious. Mm -hmm. Because, but within themselves, they know that I'm not ready for commitment. So I won't pick the man that will be good for me. That is a good point. So (laughs) I think when you become truly vulnerable with yourself, you understand like, oh no, like maybe okay, I'm not ready for commitment. I'm going to pick the men who are not ready to, to commitment, but I can't expect them to be committed in the end and get, like, sad about it. I or like I can I, work on it. So those are two, like... I feel like I'm in it's... therapy. Yeah. Like, even... <laughs> okay, like, um, this is not sponsored, but my, my therapist, you know, my therapist is really good. Just said that
1: and then the, a light bulb in my head yeah. just went... Because I realized from my dating life, I okay, I did not grow up with a lot, mm-hmm. as, I, as, I, as I already mentioned. My motto was always, I'm going to get out of this town yeah, as far away as possible. I'm going to run. So the minute I finished high school, I yeah. went to varsity mm-hmm. and uh, I ran. I was out. And then from Varsity, I moved to another town, like to the capital city, to Mm -hmm. work, like away from home. And then from that town, I went abroad and abroad and abroad. Like I have ran.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You ran far away to Czech Republic
1: (laughs) from. Part of me, subconsciously, mm-hmm. was like, I do not want to be in need. Like, like I don't know how to put it. Like, I don't want to not have the things that I want in life. If I feel like I want to buy a glass of wine, I'm going to buy it. If I want to buy yeah. an iPhone, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to buy it. I just want to be able to afford the things that I want mm-hmm. in life because I could not get any of that growing up. Yeah. So I want to spoil myself. Yeah. I don't want to be poor, if I can put it that way. And that kind of affected the people I have dated before. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the people have dated before. had money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I get that. Even mm. though I could afford for myself because mm-hmm. I didn't need them. Yeah. Already I was I was doing things on my own. I was already affording. I had a good job mm. before I left um my country. And uh, but I still wanted to be spoiled. Exactly. Like, yes. And even if I was single, I was spoiling myself still. Mm-hmm. So I wanted the man that I was dating to do above what I was able to do for, for myself because mm-hmm. if you're going to do exactly the same level like yeah, yeah. I feel like I don't need you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think that affected my dating history. Like mm-hmm. all the time. I wanted someone who can do over and above what I can do for myself. Mm-hmm. Not, I wouldn't say gold digger because I can afford, yeah, you no, know what I mean. Of course, you I just... can afford for myself. So, if you don't want to buy the drink, I'll buy it. If you don't want to pay for this, I'll pay. I can afford it, but I just, just wanted you to be
0: able to, exactly. You just had a different standard, like, yes, exactly. I, I can't say that, like, oh even like anyone who does that oh she's a gold digger no like it just comes towards where like the person wants to give you something like maybe for them it's a way to again to provide for you to like take care of you some people's love language is gifts some something like that and then you're like oh yes i would like i want to be spoiled because i don't need words of affirmation or i don't know like hugs or anything i want to be spoiled and that's like how you feel secure in your relationships? So, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean,
0: so, th- there's nothing bad about that. I, yes, I would never feel. Basically, yeah. I would
1: put it. I would put it as like my life is perfect when mm. I'm on my own. But if you want to come into my life, you have to make it better. Yeah. You know, not oh, to no, make that, it like lower. Yeah. If but, I'm, a, I'm on my sorry, I'm on my own. I can I can afford an, an iPhone, the latest. Yeah, and I can yeah. Buy it easily. So if you come into my life, then I you're not going to ask me to have an Android. Yeah. That's what I mean.
0: It's okay because the, the phrase that you said right now, you want your life to be better with a partner. I can relate to it, but not maybe on the monetary level because, I don't know, Like I think my parents did well for me, so I'm really glad for all their help. It applies to every aspect. Uh, yeah. but Exactly, yes. yes. I want that to, let's say, on a mental way. Where like I don't want to have to have, like, I will be so fine by myself i enjoy my life by myself i can travel alone i can live alone i can dine alone i can go to the movies alone like actually but i on the side note everyone should do that like all women should be able. like a man should be able to do that because just enjoy your own company but at the same time i want my partner to bring something extra yes extra comfort extra fun I don't know, like just extra where and I want to bring something extra what they're missing in their life. And uh, that's kind of like a symbiosis in a partnership when you are like, oh, I would just I'm dating someone, but they're not meeting my needs. But I will still be dating them. like Why? <laughs> you might be better off by yourself. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Like we now touched on like many things in those topics. I think what entails like growing up mentally so we've talked about now, like getting vulnerable showing up maybe facing your fears because again it's scary when you change like you're vulnerable it's scary but then you're like okay I found this where like I need I have this need and it's scary to put it out there like to say oh you know I am needy because in our society it's also like if you have a need oh you're needy. like just get get over yourself or like you can get it from yourself and it's really hard for some people to ask for what they want or to even like face the fact that I want this, it will not go away. I need this in my life. And I'm not gonna take less.
1: Yeah, don't don't accept less than what you need what you need. I would say that you just have to know what you want, as you already said, and work to what's getting it. Yeah. No matter what. Whatever comes in. To summarize this, we can just say as a as individuals, you need to to see where you have these childhood childhood wounds, yeah, and try to heal them and learn some of the stuff that you learn as a child which is not serving you and then you can get to where you are especially as an expert because you need to depend oh, no. on yourself you need to have financial independence you know because you have of no course. one else to depend with to depend on sorry so and then now everyone because Liz you have a business right you're a business <laughs> yes, woman yes. so maybe you can share how um, as a woman especially in an expert you can achieve financial independence
0: uh, just like to preface and say financial independence now is used in um, several different ways and uh, financial dependence that everyone is hearing about is mostly like uh this fire movement like financial independence retire early where yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. like completely financially yeah. independent and like you live off passive income that's not what i'm gonna be talking about for me like financial independence starts with like you have enough money <laughs> to yeah. have a comfortable life yeah and uh, your money works for you so starting a business is an ordeal and like we've had last episode we've had the uh, we had Amanda here who started her own business and you know like it's everyone will attest to that it's not easy but it can be rewarding a lot and it's uh, starting a business is not the maybe not the best financial decision because sometimes it goes up sometimes it goes down but um, my business is related to finance yeah so I have an accounting firm and I also do financial consulting on the side a little less now but hopefully to do it more So uh, I see in my practice a lot of women who have successful careers or successful businesses Mm -hmm. or successful freelance careers. And they're still, you know, struggling with getting the life they want Mm -hmm. because they chase all of that quick things. They chase, you know, like dressing nicely and looking great or having those lavish luxury experiences or some just like like to spoil themselves, which is Mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing. But I think a lot of us men and women don't have enough of financial literacy to understand how much it is, how much your life costs and what are the important things and how to make it work for you Yeah. because uh, it's it's like with food you know you can buy food eat a lot and like not get anything from it not get any nutritional value mm-hmm. and it just goes to waste money the same you know you can get money work hard for it but then spend them on things that don't serve you that in the long term I think the first step for everyone is like especially when you're an expat and you have to sometimes you might be struggling with like finding a job and everything true you need to improve your financial literacy to understand how much do you need for your life, calculate your expenses, and then uh, make, a budget. make your budget. It's like, <laughs> that's a yes. And also identify your goals. What is your goal with your money? Because money needs to work for you. Mm-hmm. Let's say you get your paycheck and you spend it all and then the, you have zero in the end of the month or some people have credit card debt or they take out loans. So they're in a the minus. And imagine that if you have a family or you have someone to take care of and you're always like zeroing out, but you're a decent salary just take an account what what you're spending on and how are those things serving you
1: yeah just to add on on that financial literacy because apparently we are finance people here yeah Yeah, I would say like you know the concept of um liabilities and assets. Some people they get their 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 money or salaries or whatnot, Mm -hmm. whatnot, and they spend on um liabilities that come off as assets. I mean, if you look in accounting, in accounting's perspective, I'm gonna make an example with with a car. Yeah, a car. When you a car. (laughs) Yeah, a car is is an asset. If you if you put it in a in in your balance sheet or whatnot, it's it's an asset but in a true sense it's a liability yes. because
0: it takes from you i got worried a little service. bit there when you're saying say it's an asset it, it is a huge liability <laughs> no it's a liability <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you don't put it under liabilities and yeah, accounting yeah.
1: standards you don't yeah. put it there yes yeah. you put it under assets because it's something that you own
0: that's but accounting <laughs> okay like, no this, this part of the episode is for accountants yeah yes
1: but i'm um, what i'm saying is that yeah people should like refrain on spending on these assets that um on these liabilities that are disguised as assets because yes. it's not gonna serve you in the long in the long term. it's taking money from you and it's taxing you and it's not giving you anything in return as you said
0: let's just put it very plainly if you buy a house in a good market your house will grow in price and then when you sell it you'll get a reward basically you'll get a you profit a car? but if you buy a car whatever times even in the good market your car value goes Depreciate. down that's it that's basically the difference between a liability and an asset yeah, yeah
1: so i think we should like because i mean we like seeing ourselves in nice cars and fancy cars it gives us this standard and whatnot but you are basically spending money you don't have to please people who don't even know you with the money you don't
0: have yeah exactly and like i have the same mindset about some luxury goods i'm so not into i like to dress, dress nicely but i do it on a budget because I'm like, okay. I'm a huge, for example, I like to invest in my travels. Mm-hmm. I like to travel and it brings so much to me. And like, you should find your something that brings a lot to yourself, education, your hobbies. That's a great thing to invest into your business, let's say. But when you're investing into stuff, it brings you that short-term joy. yeah, And then it goes away with almost mm-hmm. anything. And uh, another thing is uh, saving money because mm-hmm. a lot of people neglect this understanding that you need some savings. and. The emergency fund because anything can happen and then you end up in the position where you have to take out a credit card or a loan or ask friends or family for money which is never a pleasant experience or sometimes you can be in the brink of bankruptcy if you don't have any money so um, savings is like the most one of the most important parts of your financial journey
1: you have to save um, and I think also it that shapes it, it's shaped by where you come from, uh, where where we come where I come from. Maybe, let me say in my culture. We don't have, like, rich daddies mm-hmm. to to take you to help you out when you are in need of money. Like, you have no one to depend to. In fact, every month after you get your salary, you take some of it to send back home yeah. to your mom, mm-hmm. to, to your family, to help yeah. them out. So it's the other way around. It's not them giving you money. It's you yes. giving them money every month. Uh, there is this scale that we say, like, the reason most times black people do not succeed is because we start from negative, not mm-hmm. from zero. Yeah. Like starting from zero means I end and I start buying whatever I want, furniture, saving, and whatnot. But if you start negative, it means the first salary I get or whatever salary I get, I have to give a share to my yeah. to my parents to build their home, to mm-hmm. to do this yeah. for them. So I'm already. How am I gonna get myself there if I'm still fixing these things from history? So that's where we start, and that's what I used to do when I was working uh, back home. I used to send like groceries every month to my mom yeah. and whatnot. So we are in, the, in that position that you don't have anyone to depend on. You know that if everything fails, you have no one. Yeah. The people mm-hmm. back home are expecting you to help them. So mm-hmm. you have no one
0: else to go to and you need to save to take care of yourself. But it's also that's an true. excellent point. I think once you build your savings or like you're trying to build it, like you want to have that ability to help other people. Because yes, for some time, some people get better opportunities, better education, like we are lucky to be living here and not not let's say in our home countries Mm -hmm. which for some people would be uh, a thing where like you wouldn't be able to afford some sorts of things and like it's i have friends who have family is still like back home and they help them because uh, it makes them feel great that they can give back to their family and uh, but again to be able to afford that you need to understand your because you can spend a lot of money just going out every weekend or something but then when you think of it and sit and like okay what will bring me more joy just going out every weekend and getting plastered I don't know which there's nothing bad in that in moderation (laughs) or that you can help your family
1: yeah I remember. Um, when I was in, I was at university back in my country when mm-hmm. I was doing my bachelor's, I got a, you get a scholarship from the government and basically they give you this um, lump sum of money to take care of your needs the whole entire year and it's it's really it's it's really big for a student mm-hmm. if you just finish high school it's like yeah. a lot of money and uh, most kids most students at uh, the university will get that money and maybe use it all and their family will come in and help oh, them yeah, yeah. once it's mm-hmm. finished but I remember for my case it was different because when I got that lump sum of money, I literally had to take a share and give to my mom mm-hmm. from the money that is supposed to yeah. help me with my studies. And I, I remember at some point I even paid my sister's college fees because mm-hmm. she was in, in a, a private college. And I used the money that I got from my scholarship to take care of my needs at, as, a, as a university student. And I used it to pay for my sister's college fund. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just different where you come from. Like, it's either they yeah. add on your family or they just take from whatever you have. and. Basically, that's how I I grew up and I know that I have to depend on me. And that's, as we talked about independence, that you have you to depend on. I mean, you were saying that your dad can help you whenever, if things Mm -hmm. go bad like for me I have no dad to take care Mm -hmm. of me I have no mom to take care of me I have to take care of my mom it's the other way around so I have I I just need to get my things together
0: (laughs) no of course and again when I'm saying that my dad will take care of me I mean he will help me with stuff Uh, I'm a 31 year old woman I support myself (laughs) fully so no one else supports me and I actually want to give back and help my parents also just because they are approaching some age and they're still working Mm -hmm. they are making the life that they want and uh, I just want them to have a comfortable retirement let's say because they're not gonna get like a retirement they've also expats so and in their age so coming off to to, like finish the point of uh, financial independence one also important step I think is to realize your worth and uh, a lot of the times we as women don't have that where like oh I need to like I deserve this I deserve that sometimes it's help it like it happens so that you get a salary and you're like oh that's like more than enough for me like they think it's enough for me yeah so it's always good to like negotiate your salary Mm -hmm. and ask for pay raises and everything or if it doesn't work to just move on to another company we actually had an episode about it on CV and careers go check it out and um, (laughs) yeah but there are like so many benefits of financial independence because again also it helps you to live the life you want the life you want it increases your confidence Mm. and it kind of gives you peace of mind because you can get all of the stress and problems from just worrying about money all the time so even though you might be making a good amount of money let's say so coming off of that how can we achieve our goals do you believe in manifestation actually manifestation yeah, yeah i
1: do actually i do um okay yeah i do actually because um basically if you don't know manifestation according to angelina lombardo she describes it as um a manifest thing is making everything you want to feel and experience a reality via your thoughts actions beliefs and emotions so you have to know first of all you have to know what you want your goals and give them to the universe and then work towards them uh, but also being grateful of what you want or what you i mean mm-hmm. sorry being grateful of what you have yeah yes so I do believe in manifestation because it has worked for me in the past I wasn't really fully doing the daily manifestation mm-hmm. uh, that they say you should do like the 369 three, six, they call it at some point last year which, which year is this 2020 2021 I'm not anyway. okay. sure <laughs> yeah I was at some point I started meditation mm-hmm. I did this 21 days of meditation by Chopra Dr. Chopra okay. or something I mean, no, yeah it's on YouTube you can find it actually it was advised uh, in my uh, secretary from my PhD department mm-hmm. she she gave it to me because I was under stress and whatnot and she just sent it to me and she said to practice every day for mm-hmm. 21 days and I did that they guide you in this meditation okay and in this meditation I every time I just close my eyes and meditate I would just go into this state um, seeing things that I did not even think about you know they say you should know your goals goals. Mm -hmm. you should know your goals and then like work towards them and manifest them like go to meditation state and think about those Mm -hmm. things that you want to achieve uh, I think I was in denial because i I always told myself, I'm not ready to have a baby mm-hmm. to, have, to have like to have a kid and settle down and stuff like that. I never actually admitted it mm-hmm. with my own words out yeah. loud. But every time I would meditate, mm-hmm. believe it or not, least, every single time, every day, for those twenty one days I meditate, I would see myself at the beach with a little girl mm-hmm. and my husband there, and I did not even know <laughs> who my husband was gonna yeah. be. Mm-hmm. and I the faces were blurry. But I just had this picture of this girl, like three years old or four years old, running around at the beach. And we are there like in the sand, making sand castles. And it felt so good just every time I meditate. And for some reason, I ended up
0: with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, for for some reason. I was meditating for 21 days and all I saw was a husband and a kid. And now I have that. How did it work? Is it, that's not manifest <laughs> but the point well, is I
1: wasn't I wasn't even yeah, saying it out loud to yeah. myself
0: but with my
1: brain and meditation I always went there mm-hmm. and it happened so I do believe and also before then I always thought of leaving my country like going abroad yeah. I didn't know where I was gonna mm-hmm. end up but I always just kind of saw myself in this meditation state away from my country like abroad overseas and now here I am so I do believe in that
0: I also believe in that, and uh, again, same with like moving away. I was so sure that uh, I'm gonna move away. I didn't know that I would move abroad. I wanted to move to St. Petersburg, which is like just a bigger, better city in Russia. Uh, but then I moved abroad and like every time I feel like oh I know what I want again not it doesn't work with material things it doesn't really because again you don't need material things Mm -hmm. Um, but it works where with your goals and the experiences you want to have and relationships you want to have yeah And, you know, if you put it out there and you truly desire it, it works for me as, like, a charm. Honestly, I feel like a very lucky person. And I always say that, oh, I'm lucky. Oh, I'm lucky. And it turns, and I am lucky. I luck out in such stupid ways where, like, I go on a test and I don't know anything. Anything. And I just cross whatever answers I see and then I get an A or something. Like, you know, in those small ways. And... uh, when I started my business, actually, I was super worried because it was kind of, like, under pressure. It was too early for me. I wasn't ready. It was just, like, an opportunity. where, like, okay, I have to start now. And I started it, and I launched it, and I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even do any ads or anything. And I started getting clients. I was like, huh? Maybe it's meant Positive to be. Positive self Maybe. Yes, maybe it's meant to be, that. like, I, I'm going to do it. And um, I think all of it starts with, like, I am worthy of something. Like, yeah. I... I there is a dream, it. yes, like deserve I it. deserve it and when you think like that, that like I want to be, I don't know, a digital nomad in three years and travel the world and like, and I deserve it and there will be opportunities, you just have to see them. I always say the universe hears what
1: you say or what you think or what your heart desires, <laughs> yeah. where your goals are aligned. it. Actually, hears you and gives you back what you want. If you keep giving yourself, like saying negative talks to yourself, that's all you're gonna get. You're gonna get all the bad stuff, and then you'll be like, Why is this happening to me? Why am I not so like that? Because there is this anecdote like
0: that. that I love where the man is standing there and being like, Oh my god, I am my wife such a nag my kids are such hooligans and, blah, blah. and there's an angel behind him writing it all down like <laughs> if you wish that we'll give you that you know <laughs> like that's how i feel like i don't even believe in god or angels but i feel like the universe that like, gives you back yes what you give to it let's say in those thoughts
1: that I had yeah. in another podcast they say that your, your brain is like a supercomputer that is what you are saying so if you keep it, it programs yeah. by what you are saying so if you keep saying negative self-talk like oh my gosh I'm so ugly I'm fat the brain just like programs that and writes that in your brain and, uh, and then that's what it's going to give you back. Like, you are this person like that. You need to have positive
0: self Yeah, when you like you talk bad about yourself, you just see yourself like that through yes, your eyes. Yes, and yes. it's like other people can tell you, oh, you're beautiful. And you're like, no, come no, on, no, they are you no, joking? No, it's, it's yeah. Like but I think... With other things that you want, for example, with even jobs and job opportunities in business, when you go around telling people, you know, like, oh, I'm so excited for this and that like other people then hype you up and uh, other people are like, oh, you want this? Like, I have this amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. Why don't you try that? And like this is how it works like also other people hear you and uh, i don't know when someone is passionate about something they draw something to them you know the energy the other the energy, people yeah. and everything else and it's not to say that something will fall on your lap magically no you have to h- you work have to hard work for it. it but at the same time i think when you work hard for something that you know you're there for and you know that you yeah. desire truly it works out somehow. Maybe your path will go differently. You might fail. It's not to say that like you will never fail. You will p- possibly fail and that's okay
1: because then you will know how to do it better next time. Exactly. Failure and, is uh, learning. Yeah. And even if you don't know where to start, like Jordan Peterson says, I know most people don't like him, but he has really good teachings. Jordan Peterson always says that if you don't know what to do with your life or which mm-hmm. you don't know what where to start or whatever just do something whatever it is just do it because in the process of doing it you realize like you know what I can actually make it better like this way I can fine-tune it this way and then it goes into something that you did not even initially think mm-hmm. you were going there so that's just start. do whatever
0: it is I don't care what it is just do it yeah actually there is a great book her name is Barbara Sharp, the author And she divides people into two categories, divers and scanners. And divers are the people who get passionate about one thing and they dive into the topic. Like scientists, for example, are divers because Mm -hmm. you are like, you like this, Science and you go deep into it until you know everything. And some people are scanners. I, for example, I am a scanner. I had many different careers <laughs> during my Me life. Too. Yeah. I, have, I have three Instagram pages. Yeah, <laughs> so and actually, like she describes when you're a scanner and you're struggling with like what should I pick and blah blah blah, imagine what you don't like, uh-huh. imagine how you don't want your life to be, and then go from there. For example, if you imagine that you don't like going to the office every day, then maybe freelancing or doing your own business, or maybe a job that, where you don't sit in the office is for you. And from there, you already move on. Mm-hmm. So my point here is that by trying different things, you can eliminate the things you that you don't like and know for sure, oh, like, I was a journalist, I did not like journalism. Awesome. I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. Of course our lives are short so like you have to move quickly but at the same time try new things and that's the only way to really know what works for you or what not even if you don't have a a
1: any future plan of what you
0: are trying just try yeah
1: that the point is to try yeah so then as you try then you will get somewhere and get to the goal you will kind of maneuver around and get to where you want to
0: to go Yeah. yeah and i think also the really great thing is um, to surround yourself with people yes. that would hype you up that would be there for you that would go and you know i remember this like it's just a shout shout out to my friend polina like lover uh when i was starting my business and uh, i was struggling to get a name because it's like, it is such a creative like it's such a creative process to find a name for your business that will be cool and fun and understandable and czech people can read it and english speakers can read it. everyone can read it you know and, and it's just, available yeah exactly <laughs> and it's available yes and um, and it's not something super boring or something that doesn't make sense so i was bouncing ideas of her and she was texting her friends like who are native speakers so like, oh, does this sound good? Does this sound good? And she was such a hype man for me in that moment. I was like, wow! And she was believing it, and she was so like hyped up about the name that I picked. And like, I was like, whoa! I really truly really believe that like with that name, you know, like things will be good and it will succeed or something. And uh, I'm glad I'm surrounded by people like that. And I think this is. I know half of what makes my life better. Like Yeah, they say surround
1: yourselves with people surround yourself with people who are happy to see you do well. Yeah. Not those who are gonna be
0: jealous of your success or success, yeah yeah
1: so i i love being happy and clapping for my friends when they do well because i don't really see the point of being jealous actually you know what you should see that as inspiration in your own life if your friends are doing well and doing this they should inspire you and you should be like oh my gosh i want to
0: do that too
1: not being jealous i don't get why people get jealous
0: oh no honestly. me neither i i don't th- jealousy is such a stupid concept i mean i understand like oh wow they're doing so well why I'm not like not in the way of the competition, but like they're doing so well. Maybe it's not that hard, you know. Let me do it. Yeah, let me try and do it. But at the same time, being jealous, they are like, oh, they're they're doing so well. Why they're such shitty people? Like they're not yeah. deserved to. Like, and then do they so start well. breaking yeah.
1: down your business. Oh yeah, it's it's not even that good. Whatever she's doing is not good. What not? What
0: not? That's just jealousy. Oh, you know what I hate? The oh my god, that happened to me a couple of times where like i am such a like i'm a crazy person in a way where like i believe that things are gonna be good for me like i don't care and when i say that i was like i didn't have a plan one time i was like saying oh no but things will work out things always work out for me and my friend was like but no how can you say that but come on but you won't find it and you know like they kind of like yeah they're so pessimistic i'm like it's my life why are you so pessimistic about my life like (laughs) if you're pessimistic about your life it's okay with your choice i guess but like why are you being pessimistic about my life
1: because they have they've, they've been like that
0: with their life that it overspills into your life now yeah <laughs> and it was like trying to sort of kind of protect me but i was like yeah i don't need protecting if i do something and i fail i'll pick myself up and go and fail like life it's is like short yeah. whatever
1: you want to try just do it If you fail, at least you would say, I have tried it. You won't have a life of regrets like, oh my gosh, I wish I had tried that. Maybe it would have worked out. No. You want to try something, try it. It fails. Well, I tried it. That's okay. That's how I live my life. Yeah. Even though sometimes it may look like I don't even know what I'm doing myself and it's not going anywhere. I'm just like, I'm going to try it and I don't care if you judge me, but it's my life. I'm going to try it. Of
0: course. I've had many fails in my life, like many. I dropped out of university several times. I am divorced, <laughs> like, and uh, just to name a few. Yeah. <laughs> i haven't had a consistent career but at the same time i have zero regrets Like at the same time zero. you have
1: things to be grateful for of course yes
0: but i would say that like zero regrets yeah. like it was all kind of like part of the journey so so,
1: so if you want to be just to summarize yeah. if you want um, to have manifestation work in your life i think the things that you can do first of all you have to know what you want or the goals that you could give to the universe so that the universe can hear you and give it back to you and then you also work towards it first also you need to be grateful of the things that you already have gratefulness practice gratefulness every chance that you get because you cannot ask the universe to give you a hundred million dollars when you are not even appreciating the ten thousand yeah. that you have yeah and As we already touched on that, avoid negative self-talk because your brain overhears that and gives it back to you. Also, the universe gives it back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Change your energy because what you put out into the world is what you get back, which is the law of attraction.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Yes. So do positive affirmations. If you are a journaling person, then journal and uh, surround yourself with positivity and like-minded people as Lizas talked about it with her friend Paulina. Thank you, Paulina. <laughs> yeah, and trust the process. It takes a while. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So yeah. just go in that pace. Don't like yeah. seek yeah. immediate Fast results. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, sometimes they talk of the 369 manifestation method, which basically you have to say your, posit- your, your affirmations Three times in the morning, six times in um, during the day, and nine times before you go to bed. Some people are to bed. Sometimes some people do that, but I don't know. I've never done it. You yeah. just basically <laughs> say over and over what you want okay. to the universe and believe in it, and uh, then walk the talk. Yeah, that's that? all. You just you know what you're saying. Do it. Don't just, just be a record it. and yeah. say it.
0: Yeah. You no know, you need to do Makes it. Makes sense. Yeah. Know okay so So thank you ashley for this (laughs) very inspiring and very opening up episode i think it's like gives even me a lot of material for thought yeah and i'm actually smiling right now and (laughs) i I feel like such good vibes and uh, i have a feeling that yes everything happens everything is for the good you know and uh all
1: things work together
0: And everything works so out and yeah, um, yeah. anyway um uh, just to say our final bye yeah give a listen to this episode to you all, really all have of have the episodes to, episode <laughs> to all of our episodes and uh, we're gonna come back soon and uh, cheers cheers
1: Thank you for listening to this episode. Next week, we'll be talking about holiday traditions.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to us so you don't miss new episodes. Share the podcast with your friends. Join the discussion on our social media. Till next week.